cake or pie? It's cake. Yes! <laughs> cake! This was almost a deal breaker with the, the cake this issue. This one doesn't really count, though, because we <laughs> like this is a double count. Sure, yeah. but it counts. It was. <laughs> it it okay. counts every time somebody is recorded on the podcast. <laughs> well, it counts. Then, just for the record, I'm Team Pie. Hey, I'm Ben Peterson. And I'm Zach Reinhardt. We're here this week with Heather Keita. Hi. Hey, Heather. <laughs> hey, Heather. Uh, so, Heather, tell us how you would describe your business. So, I guess to simply put it, my business consists of uh, jewelry, making, designing, um, my own designs, and then I also will do custom work and things like that, too, but... Um, the development of my own style, I think, came organically, kind of like how my jewelry is, because I like an organic aesthetic. I like it um, just simple and clean. Mainly, I like to work with metal and gemstones, crystals, uh, anything, rough form, faceted forms, pretty much any type of material. I mean, I have set river rocks for people and they come back from vacation oh, wow. and they, you know, take a walk in the river, bring home a rock and they want it set in something. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So your aesthetic is really defined by the stone in its natural form. You don't cut stone and you really set it in like a very simple setting to let the stone shine. Can you tell us about that? I do like a simple setting. Um, there's kind of two techniques that I mainly use. When I'm setting things in my studio myself, um, kind of fabricating wire, hammering, you know, forming, soldering, things like that. And then I have uh, some other settings that are cast pieces. So I make the designs out of wax first. So those can be a little bit more intricate, um, have a little more texture and motion and things like that to them. Um, but that is kind of another way that I like to set my stones, whether it be a ring or pendant, earrings, whatever. Um, yeah, it gives me a little bit more freedom to work in wax also. What's the wax work you're doing? Um, so basically carving a wax around a particular stone okay. or, you know, or you could make a wax and then you can have a mold made so you're making of the, that. you're making the positive. Yes. You're basically carving what the finished piece will be. Yes. And then somebody's making a mold and then casting from that. They can just cast the piece outright, or you can cast it and make a mold of it. Um, so then you can make multiples in any kind of metal. So both of those things I, I have done. So is the casting done here in Omaha? Um, no, currently I'm using a caster in Portland. There's not many casters here in town that can do production type stuff. Sure. So, but I do use um, custom gems, you know. Um, I buy crystals there and have them cast an occasional rust, rush type of thing sure. for me, so. So is the cast stuff that you're doing more like larger production runs or is every piece that you do custom? Most of the time I'm doing a one-of-a-kind piece because of the style of stones that I like to use, them being more rough shaped, um, uncut, just 
uh, it's hard to find another stone to fit into that particular metal piece. Sure. But Can you tell me about a piece, a one piece that you're most proud of or that you're very proud of that stands out? Um, I would say my wedding ring. I'm, I'm pretty proud of that one. Yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily, I was never trained to be necessarily a stone setter, um, you know, for like faceted diamonds and things like that. I can set faceted stones in my own techniques and styles, but I've never sure. been formally sure. trained. Um, so the my wedding ring, basically, I designed it. I had help with the wax model of it. And then after it was cast, I actually set all of the stones in it, which was like a major feat for me because, you know, it's got quite a few stones in it and they're set in different ways. And so that was kind of my challenge for myself. So I like to, that's the piece that I like to look at most every day. Yeah. 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 I was pretty excited when I finished it. So how do you learn this? How, how do you come to setting stones and designing these objects? I mean, I kind of taught myself how to set stones in my own way with my own techniques. I have YouTube videoed many different styles of settings, and so sometimes I'll just take from, you know, three or four different videos of watching somebody do their thing, and then I kind of apply that to my own way of doing things, you know? Different yeah. tools, I've had to make my own tools to do certain things that I know that I have to do. And maybe I don't want to spend $100 for one little tool. And so I try to figure out how to make that <laughs> and make it work for me. So. so speaking of tools, do you have a favorite tool? Favorite tool is, I mean, I love a good hammer. Yeah. A hammer yeah. is a pretty good one. Um, and a coping saw, my jeweler saw is those two things I need. I okay. need to have those. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're fun to use and all different kinds of hammers, yeah. which is fun too. <laughs> what were you doing before you started making jewelry and how did you make the transition to full-time, uh, jewelry making? I took jewelry making classes in high school. Going on to college, I didn't finish much college, but um, I decided that I didn't want to go to school anymore. So I basically worked in um, executive assistant positions for quite a few years um, at a few big companies in town. And it was awful. And it was bad and not making me very happy. And I wanted to get back into being creative again. So... I contacted the owner of Goldsmith Silversmith and asked if he was looking for um, an apprentice or, or something. He said no, but he needed a part-time sales person. So I kept my executive assistant positions and then just worked for him part-time um, on the weekends and things. And then just kind of gradually uh, worked into, you know, buying little tools here and there and just, you know, listening and figuring stuff out, taking repair work in at a custom jewelry shop is pretty crazy. So you learn how to uh, 
do a lot of things just by trying to figure out how to repair somebody else's piece of jewelry that's okay. already made. So, um, so then I eventually, uh, he offered me a full-time position there. So I started working there full-time. So I worked there for a total of about 18 years. And then I, it was time for me to go. So I wanted to, you know, I sold my jewelry there, but I couldn't really work on my own jewelry there right. during my shifts. So, um, so yeah, so I was like, well, it's time to just kind of do this. And, you know, so that's what I did. And um, like my first uh, bench event was kind of an eye-opening kind of thing for me. I was just like, wow there's all these people here that are really into buying people's things. I mean, I had been to crafters before and that kind of thing. It's just not the same. It's not the same feeling. You don't get the same um, traffic from the people. You don't get the same responses and things. So uh, that was kind of a turning point in my, where I thought I was going. So yeah. And then I got a studio here and, awesome <laughs> so yeah so how long have you been uh, out on your own uh this is my first full year so i i got a part-time job after i quit the jewelry store um just worked part-time and then um so i think that was maybe uh last march of 2017 when i quit there and so it's been since then all right yeah nice it's the most incredible feeling to make that work <laughs> you know so, so were you terrified or excited oh or I was terrified I yeah. was terrified but I have a very supportive husband and he was like just do it we'll figure it out you're obviously you know people like your stuff they're buying it people are interested so you know and I I had a previous following at Goldsmith Silversmith too it was you know, I had customers who wanted me to design their pieces, and I met couples that were getting engaged. I helped them with their engagement rings, wedding bands, and then I was helping them with their Mother's Day gifts and Father's Day gifts and stuff. So seeing people throughout the years that I've known forever, you know, yeah. and seeing them basically grow up, I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever. This is my jam. This is what I've been wanting to do for a very long time. This is what I have been doing for a very long time. So it's not a phase, you know, I'm probably st still going to be making jewelry 20 years from now. So if you buy something from me, um, you know, and you want it cleaned or it needs a repair or whatever, I'm going to be here to make that happened for you you know so this is what I love doing and I hope that that shows through um but I think that's the most important to me so we really like to highlight uh, uh other local makers who are doing a good job who are some other uh makers here in Omaha or in the Midwest that you have respect for um well my bestie Amy Haney who's a printmaker um she super talented. She's in the Midco building right next door, which is really fun for us this summer because she also teaches at UNO, so I don't get to see her during the school year very often. But so now being able to just walk down the street and we can visit each other's studios is is really fun to be able to do that. She has um, a massive letterpress down there, right? 
It's or it, it's a it's a pre, it's a printing press, but yeah. she's printing um, wood block prints and stuff on there. Okay. It is it's huge. It's huge. pretty impressive, yeah. and she makes uh, enormous prints on it. And so nice. yeah, it's really cool. We just actually did a collaboration recently of one of her wood block prints on a suede bag that I made. So oh, she wow. printed this bird on it. It's oh, really cool. cool. Yeah. Nice. So. Yeah, it's exciting. And then, of course, again, like Jamie, I look up to his work. I wish I knew how to do all the things that he knows, knows how to do, which is really good. And then really everybody at Bench, you know, Joy, Andrea, all the wood guys. I mean, Ben, your work is awesome. I mean, we get to look at this cool bench every day and these tables. It's good stuff. It's this great. is not a fishing for compliments segment it's of the not, show. <laughs> it's not, but I mean, it's right there. You know what I mean? You get to see it every day. It's cool. His stuff is great. It's true. I mean, um, and people come in and they see the stuff sitting around. And I think other people who don't make anything are inspired when they come into the building. They're like, wow, this is really cool that you get to come here every day. I'm like, I know. Thank yeah. you. What do you listen to when you're working in your studio? I listen to all different types of music. I, I mean, that's kind of motivating for me. And depending on the type of mood I'm in, obviously, will dictate what music I listen to. But right now, I'm re I really love listening to like Greta Van Fleet. I'm kind of obsessed with them right now. Um, unfortunately, they don't have much music out. Um, but yeah, so sometimes I'll just put things on repeat all day until I realize how many times I've actually listened to that, you know, but it kind of puts me in that trans kind of mode and I just work and listen to music and that's how I get stuff done. So where can people find you online? Uh, they can find me on my website at heatherkeita.com um, and on Instagram. I mean, I'm at Heather Kita Jewelry on Instagram and that's where I post all of my recent things that are not on the website because we all know how running websites goes. And then, yeah. So Instagram is the perfect tool or Facebook. My preferred vehicle is Instagram though. Perfect. Great. Mm -hmm. Well, Heather, thanks for joining us this week on build things better. Thanks for having me. It was fun. You've been listening to Build Things Better with your hosts, Ben Peterson and Zach Reinhardt. If you liked this episode and want to hear more of our episodes, please subscribe and you'll be notified when each new episode drops. To see photos of the products mentioned in today's episode, head over to benchomaha.com slash podcasts or find us on Instagram at Build Things Better. Our intro music was written and performed by Leslie Wells for Flyover Country. Thanks for listening. I'm not a liar.